When you're at the store, do you buy the pink razor with the lady in the bikini on the package? Or maybe the shampoo that smells like roses instead of cedar and musk? How about that brightly packaged deodorant that promises not to get white flakes on your black dress? Cool, cool, cool. Me too. Now, what if I told you that not only were these items actually smaller than the general sizes, but they're also marked up to the point where you're actually paying up to $1,300 per year more simply because these items are marketed to your gender. That's the pink tax, my loves. If it sounds fucked up, that's because it is. I'm Sarah. I buy lots of pink shit. This is Reclaiming and Girls to the Fucking Front. Welcome to another episode of Reclaiming, the weekly podcast where we take everything back that was taken from us by the patriarchy one by one. I'm Sarah. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm very happy to have you here this week. I also have my coffee right here, so I'm ready to go. This is, I'm recording this on Sunday, which I don't usually do, but it's been a week, like physical health wise, a week. So here we are. Happy Sunday. Happy Monday, whatever day of the week you're listening to this on. Before we get to the topic this week, though, I just wanted to make sure that you're signed up for Reclaiming the Newsletter, which hits your inbox every Monday. Same with this podcast. It's a weekly newsletter with feminist updates, links, videos, memes, rants, celebrations, and so much more. So don't miss out. You can sign up on the website at reclaimeffingeverything.com. That's reclaim, E-F-F-I-N-G, everything.com. Also, um, if you could head to Spotify or Apple, give this podcast a five-star rating and review. That would be so amazing. It helps with the algorithm. And there are a ton of other podcasts named Reclaiming. Um, so it would really help if you rated it and reviewed it and everything. So it goes right up to the top. That would be wonderful. This week, I am shaking it up a little bit. I wanted to talk about the pink tax. The pink tax is the term that we use for the premium that retailers put on certain products designed for women and femmes. And although it's not an official quote unquote tax, this phenomenon is where the retailer upcharges products. It's baked into the price of the product for women and femmes. And these are products that are ultimately the same exact item as the one that's intended for men. And I've also heard this called gender-based pricing. Now, it's not a mystery why it's called the pink tax. It's named for the color that manufacturers use for the products that are targeted at women. Things like razors, soap, and shampoo. These are things that in theory don't need to be gendered, right? I'll get into the differences in these products in a bit, but let's just call this strike number one, the same two products, one with a higher price point because it's pink or it's packages for women. Okay, so that's strike one, right? Strike two is that these products are usually actually smaller in terms of size and volume than the ones that aren't gendered. So not only are we paying more for the same shit, we're actually paying more for less product. There's literally a saying in the product development marketing world when it comes to getting women to buy your shit, and that's pink it or shrink it. And consider the fact that these products are usually in the realm of self-care, hygiene, appearance, you know, things that the patriarchy has dictated our priorities for us. So femme presenting femmes pay a lot, lot more and in so many different ways 
ways to uphold these priorities, not just in these hygiene and self-care products, but also think about all the other money that we're spending on makeup and hair products and clothing. So we're spending more for less items that the patriarchy says we need in order to be presentable or worthy of anything. These are just little shaving cream shaped needles, if you will, in one giant patriarchal haystack. Okay, that metaphor didn't really hold up uh, when I said it out loud as it did in my head, but hey, you get the picture, right? The pink tax is added onto mostly personal care items like clothing and services. We're talking haircuts, dry cleaning, other services that uh, have a significantly different pricing system for women than they do for men. I'm looking at a table right now of all of a bunch of different things that this one study looked at, and I'll link it in the show notes, but it includes things like shampoo and conditioner, razor cartridges, razors, lotion, deodorant, body wash, and shaving cream. And the percentage difference between these and the like men's versions of them are range anywhere between 3% more to almost 50% more expensive than the men's version. Now, um, the Government Accountability Office found in a recent study that not all products were priced higher for women, but that things like underarm and body deodorant, shaving cream, perfume, body sprays, they definitely do cost more for women. And I'm sure you can probably anecdotally attest to that. Also anecdotally, black women also pay more for their hair care and have added fees tacked on at the salon. And there is a piece um, from the cut that I'll also link in the show notes that details this as well. So women are just kind of automatically charged these extra fees just because they can. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not clear on this other than they just fucking can. So I wanted to test this theory as I was doing the research for this particular episode. So I pulled up deodorant on Amazon. I know Amazon, I know, and found this a three pack of men's deodorant came to $1.83 per ounce. A three pack of secret for women was $2.11 an ounce. Now I did this search two minutes apart. These were the same three products like low end, nothing special about these brands or anything. Dove for men, secret for women and three packs of deodorant. And like I said, $1.83 for the men's deodorant and $2.11 an ounce for women's deodorant. Two minutes apart. In the day to day, the pink tax effects that you feel might be negligible, almost imperceptible maybe, but paying more over a lifetime, this can have sweeping implications for your finances, my love. Now at this point, you may be thinking, okay, that sucks, but at least it's just in this one area of my life, right? We're just talking about deodorant and shit, but it's not just in this one area of life. It starts early. Think about girls' toys and girls' clothing that are more expensive in many instances than for boys all the way up until adulthood. The amount of excess upcharge that people will spend on women marketed products is up to, like I said earlier, $1,300 a year. And that number is likely to be more, especially this year, given the spike in inflation. Take a look next time you're at Target in the deodorant section. You can get a glimpse of some of this discrepancy or you can do your own research like I did with Amazon. Just do a cursory Google search of, of how much this costs. Of course, these numbers can vary by retailer brand and even the state you live in, as well as with sales tax. So you might have heard heard of the tampon tax and the pink tax is actually different from the tampon tax, which I will do an episode on later. That's typically a sales tax added to menstrual products while condoms for men are typically tax free. Michigan is the latest state to put an end to the tampon tax, but Currently, as of last year, 27 out of 50 states still have a tax on tampons and other feminine hygiene products. And I will do a deep dive on this topic in a future episode, but it's pretty, pretty gross that these states profit an estimated $120 million in tax revenue annually off of women. And it's worth noting that the tampon tax is an actual real tax, whereas the pink tax is just an 
you know, a markup on goods. But it's just another example of the financial discrimination faced by women. Okay, so now that we know what kinds of things are marked up and how much extra we spend on them, let's add a dash of economics to this patriarchal pie. Okay, I'm I'm really not on the analogy today, okay, but that's okay. I'm not an economist. I did take a macro econ class in college for my degree and hated it. So this isn't totally my area of specialty. But I do think it's really important. I think it's really important to consider when you talk about women and femmes being charged more for self-care products and how this affects our finances. Let's take into account that women earn less than men. Data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics showed that as of 2020, women who worked full time earned just 82 percent of what a man earned. In other words, women and femmes made 82 cents for each dollar a cis man made. The gender pay gap was worse for women of color. These women earn even less compared with white men. And According to the data, black women earned 64 cents for every dollar a cis white man made, while Hispanic women earned 57 cents for every dollar that a cis white man made. Interesting thing about this data is Asian women were found to earn more with multicultural Asian women earning 98 cents to a man's dollar, white man's dollar, I should say, and Asian women earning a dollar and one cent, according to Center for American Progress analysis of the Bureau's data. So that's really interesting. Think about all those groups of women that have significantly less earning potential and earning less, as I'm sure you can guess, affects your purchasing power. Okay, I don't want to get too in the weeds with this, but purchasing power is a form of power that we are not able to exercise. Purchasing power is how much your money can buy. The word power in this phrase just kind of sums it all up. With less purchasing power, we have less, you got it, power. Power in our economy, in politics, in our communities. Because we have less purchasing power, we aren't really a group of people that these retailers really care that much about or, you know, worried about appeasing or listening to when it comes to the pink tax, which is usually how it goes with power concentrated at the top of a hierarchy, right? On top of that, the pandemic and now inflation and layoffs have also economically really affected women, especially women of color who work in low-wage occupations. Some women haven't even had the luxury of working from home and had to deal with childcare issues, which push some women out of the workforce altogether. So women's purchasing power and earning potential is just dramatically low right now. Women are responsible for doing the most unpaid work at home, such as caring for their children or aging parents. In fact, a recent analysis found that value of women's unpaid labor globally was worth, get this, $10.9 trillion. This is money that women and femmes are not getting paid for. We have all this unpaid labor. It doesn't contribute to our financial well-being, which is already 82 cents for the dollar. Now let's take into account also that women typically live longer than men. So we have this shitty situation for longer than they do. And also, historically, we face more financial barriers, such as having less invested for retirement. So what do we do about all this? First of all, my babies, if you can act with your wallet, spend money that feels fair. Consider buying general neutral toiletries like soaps, razors and shampoos that don't really need to have two versions. They don't really need to be one for men, one for women, right? Also, if you see these pri- this pricing gap out in the wild, use your voice. Some brands have become pretty well aware of the issue and have launched social media campaigns like hashtag axe the pink tax. But we have a long way to go in rooting this bullshit out. I'm happy to announce that in California, at least this practice is now illegal. As of January 1st, AB 1287 prohibits businesses from assigning different prices for identical products based on who they're marketed to. This bill was introduced by Assembly member Rebecca Bauer Cahan and built on the work that was started in 1995 by then Assembly member Jackie Spear. Studies show that women in California pay on average 
$2,381 more for the same goods and services as their male counterparts. And that, my loves in California <laughs> and anyone that has lives in a high cost of living area, adds up to about $188,000 over the course of a lifetime. This is a big step. The fact that this is now banned in California, one in which I'm sure other states will follow. New York already has this law on the books. And while stores will have some time to get into compliance, those who continue to violate this new law could face fines ranging from $10,000 to $100,000 per incident. Connecticut New Jersey and Minnesota all have also proposed similar laws in the past year. Federally, the Pink Tax Repeal Act was reintroduced in Congress by Jackie Spear in June 2021, but is, as far as I can tell, still stuck in congressional purgatory. But aside from, you know, the outright pink tax repeal, there's other things that our government can do for us as well. In December 2021, President Biden signed in the National Defense Authorization Act into law, and this is intended to address the identified $5,500 price disparity between men's and women's military uniforms. So it seems like, you know, there's things that that they can do on a legislative level. There have been some lawsuits that people have tried to bring to the courts to solve this pink tax problem and get rid of it for good. It doesn't seem to be sticking in like the litigation route. In 2021, two class actions in Missouri and California were dismissed under existing consumer statutes. One appeals court suggested that if women's, quote, primary concern is price, they should purchase products marketed to men. <laughs> that was their response to, to all of this, just buy men's shit. And while one lower court acknowledged allegations of a pervasive issue of women being subjected to questionable pricing practices, it concluded that the remedy lies with legislation, not litigation, just like I said. So in some, my loves, the pink tax is very real. When you can, Buy things that are gender neutral. As much as that ruling sucked, it's it's kind of true at this point. Buy things that are gender neutral, but hit the misogynistic retailers where it hurts their bottom line. Be vocal about it. Capitalism loves separating everyone not at the top from our money. The patriarchy loves separating women and femmes from their power of any kind, especially their purchasing power. These two things combined are why bullshit upcharges on care products and menstruation products happen. <laughs> These two things are how the pink tax perpetuates. If you're a femme or a woman or an otherwise marginalized person, your mere otherness and existence is a target in every way available. The personal is political, my love. That is the ethos of feminism. That's it for this week, my loves. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it fired you up. Once again, please make sure to sign up for the newsletter, reclaiming the newsletter, reclaimeffingeverything.com. That's reclaim, E-F-F-I-N-G, everything.com. Follow me on social media. I'm at, on Instagram at reclaimeffingeverything. And please head to Spotify or Apple. Give this podcast a five-star rating and review. And remember, babies, you don't owe the patriarchy to look in any certain way. Shave your legs or don't. Wear deodorant or don't. That is up to you. You. you are perfect just as you are, but for the love of Lilith, we cannot keep letting them get away with marking these products all the way up because we're women and femmes. The personal is political. Until next week, my loves, I love you so much. Take care of yourselves and girl fucking power.